This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 15, part of the Rams monthly review show. My name is Jamie Page and I'm here with three fantastic guests this evening. They're big fans of Derby. I say that because they've given up their Sunday evening to talk to me tonight. Um, So without further ado, good evening to you, Jake Barker. You're normally host, your guest tonight, doing the uh, Jason Knight role. How do you feel? <laughs> Hello, mate. I'm I'm very good, thank you. How are you? It's it's weird, isn't it? It feels a bit strange. It's good. Yeah. Um, we normally do recordings on Monday night, so I feel a bit more refreshed um, after having a relaxing day today. Um, Carolyn Holbert as well joining us um, over in over in Ireland. I, I yeah, believe. it is. Yeah, over in Dublin. Yeah. How are you doing, Carolyn? Good, thanks. How are you? I haven't been on um, a podcast in ages. I did one with Jake. I think it must have been last year. So. Been out of practice, but it's good to be back. <laughs> well, I'll keep the uh, I'll keep the easy questions um, to you then, Karen. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> and also returning the ever reliable Vic Singh. Vic, how's things, mate? Good evening, guys. I'm all good. How are you guys? Very good, mate. Very good. Well, let's uh, let's get straight into it. Um, it's been a good week. We are looking forward again to a, another week. This time um, next week, we'll hopefully be top of League One um, and things will look promising. Um, but going back to, to the start of the week, um, Stevenage away, I actually attended the game and to put it bluntly, it was it was hotter than the depths of hell in that away end. It was probably the most unenjoyable evening I've, I've ever had as a Derby fan. Um, and I know that's, that's saying something after the last couple of months. Um, Jake, my worry after coming out of that game is that we potentially may struggle against teams that have small pitches that are just there for a fight and our playing style might not be able to you know, break down those kind of lower league teams. I know that Stephen is obviously a, a League Two team. Mm. There's going to be teams like that in League One. What was your thoughts after that game? I think you summed it up quite well there, Um our play style, I mean, we've all seen it. We like to play out from the back. We play out from the goalkeeper, from the centre-halves and try and play through the team. And on that little pitch in horrible conditions against a team that were willing to fight for every single ball, it just didn't work, did it? It didn't work. Um, obviously, that does that does raise a few concerns, especially if we're going out and trying to play that sort of football every single away game. You know you know how our away form's been over the last couple of years. And it's, it's obviously a worry, but I think... 
Rossinia probably would have learned a lot from that, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think he alluded to to that fact in um, you know post post game um, interviews. Carolyn, um, we've seen a little bit of of Joe Wildsmith in in goal. Um, he's rumoured, I guess, to to be the the number one at the moment. Probably being asked to do something a little bit different and and play with his feet. What have you made so far of of Wildsmith? Yeah, I think he's actually been quite good so far. I know um, there's a bit of a mistake from her against Stephen, and she left um, was wide open at the back, and it was an easy save for Wildsmith. And then he made another good save. I think it was after List had a chance. It was after his goal. Um, he made a good save. So I've been very impressed so far. I think. We've struggled to find a solid keeper since Carson. I think Ruse, he'd been okay, but then I suppose we kind of struggled to find someone who was consistent. So hopefully he can be um, a consistent keeper for us this season. It's going to be so important. I think we've built a really good defence, but you have to build from the back. And I think in a, a good keeper is really important. So yeah, I'm impressed so far. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I think you're right. And the limelight's going to be put on a keeper when they're asked to do something like that because yeah. you know, at this league in this league you're probably just going to see every single keeper either put it into row z or hit it you know hit it in hope up the pitch so yeah long may it continue that we see him making good saves and, and hopefully um you know like you said there having a, a good defense is is important so hopefully he can add to that um vic i'm going to move on quickly to to leicester to the leicester game um and I just want to kind of ask your overall opinion after 90 minutes, you know, I take it you watched the game. What were your, what were your thoughts um, after, after that game? Yeah, I thought it was a good workout. Um, good solid 90 minutes from us. Okay, we lost 3-1, but there were positives in that game. I mean, the goal we scored was excellent. Like some of the passing, moving off the ball, one-touch passing, Bird's ball was excellent. If we could see more of that from Bird this season, I think he's going to be a, a really key player for us. Uh, Barkas and seems to be putting him away so I'm wondering whether he might be worth playing up top rather than on the wings so uh, yeah I thought it was a good good performance I thought Wildsmith had a a decent game uh, made a good few saves but I can see he's already been uh, Derby's new scapegoat on Twitter so I think it's a bit unfair because I think he's a good shot stopper um, he's only going to grow into the role um, we've got a bit, a bit a few things to work on but overall I'm quite pleased with what I've seen in pre-season yeah no agreed and I think the one thing we have to remember is, I know everyone says, oh, they took their better team up to Preston. But you look at some of the names in that in that team on Saturday, Tielemans, um, Iniacho, Daka, you know, these are all very, very good Premier League players. Um, one player I was impressed with, and I want to get your thoughts, Jake, um, it was Corey Smith. Um, not played a lot of football. He's the latest kind of sign-in. I actually thought he looked pretty good. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought exactly the same, to be honest. Um, it was on the pod last week. I can't remember who said it now, but someone said last week, you know, he's the one that's gone under the radar and that he's going to be really big for us. And at the time, I sort of thought, yeah, maybe you could be right. But after Saturday, I, I think I agree. You know, we, there was a lot of talk when Graham Shinney was here about him being, you know, that midfielder that we really needed and how he fought in midfield. And when you watch Corey Smith, I see a lot of Graham Shinney in him, but I also see a lot more quality on the ball in him. So I think, he, you know, having the likes of Smith, Birds, Hurahan, Sibley, Knight, 
Thompson in these midfield areas. It's 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 quite the luxury. So yeah, I was I was really really impressed, and and hopefully he can he can build from there because he'd only trained for like two days, hadn't he? Yeah, he'd not been he'd not been around the place too long, um, and almost scored as well from mm. um, Collins' kind of chest chested attempt. So. <laughs> I mean, if he can pitch in with a couple of goals and, and like you say there, we, we feel quite good in midfield. I know it's going to be a long season. We need to prepare for all of the, you know, the fronts that we'll be competing on um, and there will be injuries, but we look quite good there. Um, Carolyn, I wanted to speak to you about Jason Knight, um, fellow Irish Irishman, Irish player. Um, yeah. Obviously, we saw him again at right back. Now, for me, I'm looking at it and thinking... Why on earth is Jason Knight, when he's been linked with Premier League clubs, championship clubs, why is he playing out of position? He obviously cares about playing for the Irish national team. What's going on? I mean, he looks happy. Jason Knight always looks happy. Yeah. What's going on? I think with Knight, I know previously he has been played out of position in previous seasons. I'm not really sure why they decided to play him at right back I think the last game of the season he played there so unless because we obviously do have quite a few midfielders and as for senior feels he still wants to include him in the team and maybe having a right back position for him would be a better option I don't know whether it's just to keep him in the starting team or whether he actually feels he'd be better there because I know since we've lost some players the likes of Burns so maybe for senior things it would kind of fill a gap there not really sure. It's a bit of a strange one, to be honest. But I, for one, I know I'm probably biased because I I actually have spoken to Jason I personally. I, I know him. He's a really, really nice person. And he's a quality player. So I think he's a big asset to Derby. And I'd love to see him stay at the club. Um, but, yeah. Jake, you've... Uh... You've, yeah, you've, you've signalled me. You want to say something about Jason Knight? <laughs> yeah, just to sort of follow on from what Carolyn's just said there. I think with Jason Knight, you know, Carolyn spoke about the fact that he's, he's played a lot out of position. I think the big issue with Knight is what actually is his best position. You know, he's become a little bit of a jack of all trades. He can play centre mids. You know, he had a stint in holding mid. He's played in attacking mid. He's played on the left. He's played on the right. And... I don't think he's ever fully settled in any of those positions. So when you see him playing at right back, you sort of sit there and think, I think we had a chat about this, Jamie, as well. And you see him at right back and you think, actually, he does actually have all the attributes of a good right back. You know, he can, he's got pace. He can put a ball in. He can defend. He, you know, he's, he's good going forwards. His passing, you know, for a fullback is good. So I think it's going to be a really interesting one. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, probably his downfall is that he is he is really versatile. I think if he had chipped him a few more goals maybe last season, um, you may be looking at it and thinking that, you know, he could potentially play a little bit further forward. But I guess, um, we're yeah, we're looking at somebody who is versatile, that will give his all for the shirt. I just hope we can keep him because, like Carolyn says, um, you know, he's a, he's a really good guy and a really good player. Carolyn? Yeah. What have you got to say to that? Um, I know because you were saying a minute ago that there was obviously the interest from teams like Leeds, Burnley. I think there was some interest from abroad as well, from what I can remember. Um, and I remember reading that Derby said to Bird and Knight that it was either to sign a new contract or to leave this summer. Um, so I'm not really sure what's going on there, but maybe he's kind of thinking... You know, maybe he because I suppose if he went to a Premier League side, realistically, he's not going to be starting. So you're better off playing football, 
constantly in a lower league, I think he could definitely go back to the championship. But I suppose Derby are going to demand a fee and some clubs probably just aren't going to match what Derby want for him. So that, that's probably an influencing factor too. I think so. Yeah. And I think some teams probably think you're a League One team. We're not going to pay you what, what you want. So Exactly, yeah. Let, let's see what happens. I mean, I, I'm all for seeing him in a Derby County shirt and, you know, I think he can add to the team wherever he plays. So, yeah, here's, here's hoping we can we can keep to him. Keep him, sorry. Vic, I know you've been quiet while we, we talk about Jason Knight. Um, Jake and Karen are obviously passionate about uh, about Jake, Jason Knight. I hope we don't lose him. Otherwise, there might be a, a few tears. Um, I just want to come to you and speak about Rosinia. Um I, I joked off camera that it's his month anniversary. Um, he's a month in, in interim charge. I love the guy. I really do. Um, what's your thoughts? What are you thinking about Liam Rossini? Is he, is he the guy that's going to take us forward? 100%. I always thought, even like when Rooney was here, I thought Rossini was the brains behind that partnership. Um, I think he'll be the one to take us forward. He's He's very eloquent in his interviews. The players seem to love him. The fans love him. I mean, on a personal note, he made a lot of time for me when I saw him after the game at Coventry um, and he spoke to my brother and that. And then to me, that means the world. So, yeah, Rossini, I think he's titled as one of the best young coaches in England. Um, Just needed his chance. I think he's got his chance now. It's a fresh start for the club, a fresh start for him. Um, I think he'll take us, I think he'll take us back up. Whether we do back-to-back promotions is a bit too early. I think we'll go, we'll get back to the championship with him uh, and his supporting stuff. It's quite key to him, uh, include them as well because they were all integral last season. And it's glad, I'm glad to see that a lot of them are still here. Um, and obviously we've got Bocco now. I think who's uh, been promoted to assistant assistant coach as well. So he's got the solid foundations. Literally, it's uh, it's like it's his blank canvas. He can do what he wants with it. And I think he'll take us back up. I hope so. I really do. Um, and like you said there, I, I wouldn't want to see anybody else in the dugout at the moment, um, to be quite honest. I think he's a, he's a really good guy. Every time I listen to interviews, I mean, even see pictures of his face, I just seem to kind of beam. So, um, yeah, he's a he's a good guy. And I'm, I'm very, very proud that he's our gaffer, even if it is just on an interim basis. Um, Jake, a decision that Liam made earlier in the week, was to name Curtis Davis as captain. I think, I mean, we all saw that coming. Yeah. The bookies probably wouldn't have took odds on that. <laughs> but Max Bird as vice-captain, considering the experience and the players that we've got in, I mean, over pre-season, we've seen the band on Forsyth, Stearman. So Max Bird getting that nod, at vice captain, the vice-captaincy nod. What did you make of that? I think it says a lot about how he's developed you know, so many people have said that Max Bird plays beyond his years. And it appears that, you know, he's mature beyond his years too off the pitch. So for him to get, you know, I was going to say the vice captain's arm, but I don't think that's a thing. But for him to be named as vice captain is is massive for him. And it's it's massive for the future of the club. If you've got, you know, Max Bird's been at the club since he's about 10 years old. So to be at 21 years old, he's being, you know, seen by everyone around the club as this natural leader. You know, it was Philip Koku who originally gave him the captain's armband, if you can remember that bit. And for him to be, 
named as vice captain at this age is incredible and, and it's testament to the amount of work that he's put in both on and off the pitch. Um, you know, you, you see any of the staff talk about him. It's always praise. There's never any problems. You know, he's not got an attitude. He's willing to work hard. He's willing to help everyone else out too. I noticed when Liam Thompson first got into the team, a bird was always, you know, had his arm around him, was giving him a hand. If he needed to get in the right place, he'd do it. And maybe he learned that from Rooney when he played next to Rooney. But what, whoever he learned it from, whoever taught him what he's learned, he's, he's certainly applying it well. And for him to be vice-captain at this age is, is brilliant and, and long may it continue. Yeah, and I think potentially it was a little bit of a hands-off as well, you know, him accepting mm-hmm. that, him saying he's happy in interviews and, you know, throwing it back to 10-year-old pictures where he's got bright blonde hair. And, uh, yeah, I think that was maybe just a bit of a, a hands-off, obviously been linked with Coventry. I think all of our players have been linked with Coventry over the last kind of... Verde Bremen. Yeah, Verde Bremen, <laughs> you know, so... Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm more than happy, and and hopefully, obviously, I, I don't want to see Curtis Davis out of the team, but I, th- I hope we do get an opportunity to see Max Bird lead us out because I think it would mean a lot to him, his family, and and to us fans as well. Carolyn, we've got one more game before the opener, Alfreton away, um, which was put in last week. I think Rossini kind of alluded to the fact that he'll probably give minutes to those who didn't play. Um, against Leicester so a chance to potentially see a few younger fringe players play Um, for you is there any players of that kind of ilk that you're expecting to see have a good season I'm talking the likes of Darren Robinson, Stretton um, you know maybe Sobolski I know we haven't seen him kind of pre-season but is there anyone that you think potentially could give this 11 a, a run for their money? Yeah, I think Jack Stratton. I, I have high hopes for him. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from him before. So I think especially in League One, I think he could really do a good job for us this season. And I suppose going, um, like looking forward to the next preseason friendly we have. I know after the previous one, or it was Stevenage that Rossini said that they kind of struggled to play against that side. I know it was very hot that day from what I can remember. So I suppose fitness too, he said that, they were kind of further ahead in their pre-season training. So I suppose that has a bit of a bearing on it. But realistically, in League One, we're going to have to be able to adjust to playing on smaller pitches, playing against teams that have a different style of play. So I think this week, it's going to give us another opportunity to, I suppose, get the players adjusted to that. Because even in the championship, yeah, like there are teams that are higher up and lower down and bigger and smaller clubs, but it's completely different in League One. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we can adjust to that this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the other thing that, that Liam Rossini said as well is it's nice to play somebody local, um, be able to give them, you know, gate receipts and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, that's, totally. probably, that's probably a mark of the man as well, isn't it? You know, I, I feel like for me, David Klaus and Rossini are just on the same wavelength, um, whether that be kind of personality wise or th- their outlook. But it's nice to have two, you know, figureheads at the the club who are, just genuinely nice people. So long, long may it continue. Um, so looking forward to the first league game, um, Oxford at home, it's looking like it's going to be a sellout. It looks like the fans are going to come back. Um, it's going to be loud. It's going to be proud. You can't really expect anything, anything less from, from Derby. Just take a look over Oxford's 
pre-season games. They've lost against two championship outfits. I think they've won the rest of them games, but I think they're all against lower league positions. Not really fancied by the bookies. I think they're midway in the the kind of the um, the odds table. With that in mind, Oxford at home. I mean, is it too soon to be saying that's a must-win game, Vic? Not a must-win game, sorry, but a a game that we should be winning. Sorry. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, an, it's an interesting one because obviously we've got a brand new squad, so they're going to need time to gel. Having said that, you look at Oxford. You look at the manager Carl Robinson. He his teams always like to play football. They like to play the ball on the deck, and I think that's going to play into our hands on Saturday. Um, we tend to do really well against teams that want to play football, um, and if we play anything like we did against Leicester, those little little bits of magic that we produced, I think we'll. I think we'll have a positive result against Oxford. I think we'll probably beat them if both teams come to play football. Um, they've got some good players there as well. Um, I don't know if I remember if I read right there. I'm sure Chris Maguire's in that squad as well, isn't he? One of our ex-players, like from years back. We're talking Nigel Clough days. Um, but yeah, Carl Robertson teams always like to play football. Rosinha wants to play that same way. And I think he'll play into our hands and I think we could end up winning two, possibly 3-1, something like that. Uh, we tend to do good against those sorts of teams. So we'll set the benchmark if we get three points on Saturday um, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think whatever happens, it will just be a, a good day to be back in, in Pride Park and, and having a club to support with a clean slate. So, yeah, very much looking, looking forward to it, um, as I, I think we all are. Jake, for you, who has to start? That's a tough one. I mean, obviously the Sam Baldock derby is going to be a, a huge occasion and they're bringing, what, 3,000 away fans with them. So it, it's, going to be, it's going to be a tough game. And, and for that, we need the likes of Barkhouse. I mean, Vic mentioned earlier about how he just keeps putting the ball in the back of the net and he's going to be vital for us this season. I think Collins probably has to start. I think Mendes Lang has to start. In fact, probably a lot of the team that played against Leicester has to start. Um a controversial one, maybe. I don't know. I've not been massively impressed with James Chester. I'd r- much rather cash in and Davis start so it doesn't, you know, Davis doesn't get forced onto his weaker side and we've got a little bit of understanding there. So I don't know. I know I'm rambling a little bit. It's, there's, there's so many players that we have now. It's, it's such a weird problem, isn't it? After last season where it's like, who's going to start? And you pretty much already know. Whereas, now you've really got to think about it. And apart from a few positions where we could probably do with a little bit of depth, I think we look quite strong. So, and oh yeah, a man I completely forgot, a fan of the show, Connor Hurahan as well. He has to start. Um, for all those that don't know, he followed us the other day, which I've not shut up about ever since. So yeah, the likes of Hurahan, Bird, any of them, all of them, Jamie, they're all brilliant. We're going to hopefully do what Vic said and, and hopefully give them a really good game. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, shout out, shout out for the follow, Connor Hurahan. <laughs> um, well, Hurahan, that's a subject. Um, Karen, I'll come to you with this. We obviously see, saw him play a little bit further forward. Wearing number four, which is, if he is playing further forward, that's just not right, wearing number four. Um, I know squad numbers haven't been confirmed, but Hurahan, if you're listening, number four is not a attacking midfielder's number. Um Catherine, did did you like him there? Do you feel that's his best position? Where's you know where's um, where's he going to benefit the team most? Um, I think with Horan, I would be expecting him to score a good few goals this season. Hopefully, so I'd like to see him 
I don't know what number I'd give him because I, I think number eight's taken. Max, Max Bird. Bird. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of what number would be good for an attacking midfielder. I'd kind of like to see him play in maybe like a bit of a Mason Mount role. That would be ideal since we've been we've been missing something in that position for a long time now. So yeah, I have I actually do have big hopes now for her in this season. I think he's a massive player for League One, especially. He could easily play championship. Um, so I'm absolutely delighted to have another Irish Ram. So I'm delighted. I think I think he's quality. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play for us this season. And Jake, you've got something to say, have you? Yeah, attacking midfielder's number, Inigo Idiakes, number 27. Oh, yeah. Surely. Oh, yeah. Inigo <laughs> Idiakes. I think we need to do a throwback episode and just have a, a few hours talking about Inigo uh, Idiakes. Yeah, 20, 27's <laughs> a good number for that. Um, and also, yeah, Craig Bryson was number four. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry what I just said about uh, the, the number four. Um Vic, Jake said a, a few moments ago about needing depth in areas. Um, where do you think that is and, and who would you see us kind of, what, what kind of player would you like to see us go for in terms of that kind of depth? I think we're probably quite short on fullback position, especially right back. Um, if Let's say if Jason Knight doesn't play, it's just a Duro there. I think we might need another maybe solid right back there. I think maybe with wingers as well. If something happens to Mendes Lang, um, we could be in a bit of trouble. I think Mendes Lang's really impressed uh, this preseason. Um, I'd like to see those strengthened. Other than that, I think we're pretty much covered. Obviously, we've got McGoldrick to come back for the strikers role. So, Collins will probably start. And then whenever McGoldrick's back, he'll play there. Um, I couldn't really tell you who we should go for because I'm not really well-versed on who's available at the minute. But I did see uh, Rosinha's holding out for... Premier League loans um, so it'll be interesting us dipping into the loan market to see if we're going to strengthen those positions with quality players from the Premier League um, never know might see Abby Ori back if we're lucky <laughs> but yeah we could dream coming I think chance would be a fine thing having a look at some of his performances for, for Palace I, I tweeted out um, last week saying that I need to block his content because it's yeah, it hurts just seeing him just just rip it up and but we all knew that that was you know that was that was going to be the case because he is he's really talented um jake we lost a king uh last week colin kazim richards he left for pastures new um back to to turkey um i think he was always someone that had kind of itchy feet but it seemed to kind of work for him here probably I don't speak to him I'd love to speak to him but I imagine he'd probably say that he probably felt at home here as as much as he has in his career seeing him go I know we've talked about him a few a few but a few times on the pod but what would be kind of your parting message to the king thank you for keeping us in the league that season where if we'd gone down we'd probably have been liquidated um you know, he, he played a massive role that season. We needed someone to step up and he did. You know, we lost Chris Martin, who him and Tom Lawrence carried us in the, the Koku season beforehand. We lose him, we lose Tom Lawrence to injury for most of the season. There's only one man who stepped up and that was Colin Cousin Richards. So, yeah, forever be grateful for what he's done. Obviously, now is the time to move on. Um, I don't think he'd start for us now. You know, you look mm-hmm. at the, the options that we've got up front, I don't think he'd start. So, yeah, we'll miss him. We'll miss his character off the pitch. Uh, miss him saying Gringo de Favela every five minutes. Um, and yeah, thank you. 
Cheers for helping us out when we we desperately needed you. He was a character, um, and but I'm sure there's going to be new affiliations and, and new fan favourites amongst the the players that we've we've brought in. So, yeah, definitely a, a space there for for a new fan favourite. And here's hoping on um, on Saturday we can be we can cheer in someone else's name. Well, it's um, it's been an absolute whirlwind of, uh, of of thirty minutes, guys. Thanks so much for for joining me. I've got a couple of questions to to end this. Um, one I think is pretty obvious. The other one you may need to think about for just a moment. So I'll come to each of you with both of these questions. Vic, I'll come to you first. Um, what is your prediction for the Oxford game? What's your result prediction? I'm going to go, let's start the positive train. I'm going to go 3-1 derby. Both teams are going to come out to play a bit of football and I think it's going to play into our hands. So, uh, yeah, let's go 3-1. 3-1. Who gets on the score sheet? Ooh, good. I think Collins will get one. Um, I think Barkhausen and Mendes Lang. Brilliant. Jake? Ooh, I think it'll be a lot tougher than we think. I think it'll be a really, really tough game. I mean, I think this is one of their biggest away followings of all time as well. So they're going to be well up for it. Um, I have a feeling, I think we'll nick a 1-0. I think it's going to be one of those really difficult games where we just can't break them down. We're just really struggling. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, Craig Forsyth will come flying at the back post, Edda top corner, and we'll uh, we'll win one nil. So yeah, one nil. Love it, Carolyn. Um, I'm going to go two one Derby. I think we will concede, but I think we're going to score. I think we will go. I think it's going to be one nil, and then we're probably going to concede, and then we'll come out in the second half. And I think we're going to win. Love it. Love the positivity. I'm going for three nil, clean sheet, um, and I think we're going to see Barkhausen, Collins and Mendes Lang all score. That'd be my uh, dream and my prediction. The next question I have for for uh, all of you, and I'll come to you, Jake, because I know you'll probably have uh, the answer on the tip of your tongue. But we'll be wearing a new shirt for the Oxford game, which is amazing um, because it's always fun to have a new shirt. Um, what is your favourite ever home shirt? Oh, that's, that's a really tough one. Um... I think I'm going to have to categorise it by favourite home shirts since I've been alive. Um, this, you know, you look at some of the retro two, shirts. Two years. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 20, 2010 onwards, yeah. Um, I, you know, I love some of the older ones, the likes of the 97, 98 kits. Like, that's that's class. I love it. Um, but sort of, yeah, I guess that I remember. It's, I probably remember it and I probably like it probably a bit more because of the, the quality of the season. I'm going to say the 13-14 home shirt. I don't know what it was about it. It, it was just the fact, it, I think it was one of those, it fit really well. It looked really cool. Um, and we were actually quite good at football when we wore it. So yeah, I'll go with 13-14 home shirt. Good shirt. Very good shirt. Carolyn? Um, I think I'm going to go with the 2019-2020. I really like that one the, with the black on the sleeves. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, solid, solid shirt. Recent one as well. Vic, have you got a a favourite if you had to have one? Yeah, definitely. It's got to be that 97 Puma home shirt. I've spent years trying to find one. I think I got one last last year from someone in Ukraine. He had the last large 
So I was like, yeah, I was buzzing when I got that. That's my favourite shirt that was. Is that the one with the black circle? The, with yeah. the patch? Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, exactly. and with the with the ram kind of indent, like the detail on it. Yeah, I, I know the one. Karen, you've remembered another one. No, like, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I remember last year when I was in Spain, I found the you know, the blue, the away kit yes. before it came out. So I'm a little yes. bit disappointed that this season's shirt isn't going to be out when I'm in Spain because I, I was kind of hoping I'd be able to find it again, but it doesn't look like it's going to be happening. <laughs> that was pretty crazy how there was, you know, no away shirt anywhere in the world. But then wasn't it in like a shopping centre in Malaga? Yeah, it was in Malaga. It's so funny because we were in the, the mega store in Derby there only a couple of months ago. My dad was talking to one of the guys that works there and he was saying like, this, this shirt someone found it in Spain like before we even came out my dad said yeah it was her <laughs> but yeah it was just in a sports shop in Malaga I paid 80 euro for it though uh that's the that's the thing they get it early but they charge you more money maybe so uh yeah you'll have worth to... it though worth it. <laughs> definitely worth it definitely worth it well guys it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure um speaking with you this time next week we'll be recording again and hopefully we'll be talking about some some positive things um for the listeners if you are listening thank you um if you do want to follow us if you do want to share us um if you do want to tell us what to talk about or if you want to come and talk on the show send us a dm always happy to have new voices new faces but guys thanks so much i'm sure i'll see all of you again soon and yeah come on you rounds here's jamie thank you very much mate thank you thank you Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.